And welcome to another edition of Across the County. I'm Noah. Thanks for joining me. Well, there's so much going on in the world right now. Uh, So much negativity. We're really trying to get a handle on it, find our place in the world, and also come together as a people. And I really feel that this can be done. Uh, People are always saying, hey, you have to choose a side. And you know what I'm talking about with the riots out there and, and so forth. And I think there's more than just two sides. I think there's a side that is very neutral, full of peace and unity and love. We'll get to that with my guest at the end of the show. But I just wanted to start off by saying I wanted to have a guest on that I think could just spread a little bit of light and cheer. And we'll have a guest on next week that's actually going to talk a little bit more about the current situation. So I reached out to one of our newest shows, actually, Unshaken, you hear it on KPRZ, KPraise, 8 to 8.30 p.m. on Saturdays, same day as my show. Becca V is the host. She's a music artist, a recording artist, a radio host. Obviously, she's got a show here on the station. (laughs) And a fashion designer, which is right up my alley. I've always loved fashion over the years. We're going to talk a little bit about everything. So first of all, Becca, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. I'm excited. (laughs) I'm excited, too. So... This isn't your first radio show. You've had one before. Tell us what brought you to have Unshaken here at Cape Rays. Well, back in Kansas City, um, like you said, I do music, mainly worship. And uh, one of the pastors that I do a lot of worship for her events and sometimes have my band come play out. So I have a band that does a little bit more on the rock side, but still gospel. And um, anyways, I work with her a lot, and she had a radio show, and she invited me out because we had a big event with a lot of um, really big mainstream artists, and so she wanted to advertise it on her show, so she had me on because we were partnering in it, and my band was playing, and so I went in there, and we just had a blast, and it was really natural, and then... um, the owner of the station was sitting there and I was like, this is really cool. If I had a show, I would like have music people on there, you know, artists, I would interview them and it would be so much fun. And then I could tell everyone about all the good stuff going on in in our community in the world, because I really, really like to focus on the good and the positive. And there's a lot of negative and there's plenty of people that, you know, are oppressed with that negative uh, spirit and um, they're down. And so I thought, gosh, I want to I want to bring some like encouragement and love. And I was sitting there in front of the owner and he was like, you know what? I just had a spot open and um you know, would you be interested? And I was like, what, me, radio? No. <laughs> I was like, I don't know about that. But then I was like, wait a minute, that'd be really cool. And I thought, okay, what are the odds that I would have this door open? Sure. <laughs> so anyways, I agreed. And that's how it started. I started uh, my show out there and Shaken, and it was amazing. And I, I don't know, it just kind of came natural. And I had a blast. And then I relocated here to San Diego, and I really missed it. And um, I know San Diego also needs some positivity and also just the music side of it. There's a lot of really amazing music artists that people don't know about. You know, you kind of have the same songs on rotation over and over again on on the mainstream radio. And I love those artists and I think God calls them to do great things. But there's so many other artists that he also has given a gift to and has anointed and they have amazing music and i want to get those out too so yeah. a lot of untapped talent that people might not know about if they weren't on a show like yours totally totally well i, I love what you say your show is about on the the website if people 
it can actually read it at kprz.com. It's a show working to bring unity, positive news, underground music with positively impacting the kingdom. And I'd say even past that in throughout the world. That's exactly right. Yeah, all of the artists that I have on there, I choose them because they're not they're not like just doing it to make money. They're not doing it to get an album out. They're not doing it for anything that's really fake. I've actually encountered most of them. Um, I used to have a music venue in Kansas City, and that's how I met a lot of the bands. Um, I used to do live shows Friday nights there, Agape Sounds. And, um, you know, so I've personally met a lot of them. And, you know, I like to have the ones on my show that are like, genuine and they're really impacting the community and the world and they're really on fire for Christ and they're not about the money and they're just they're just so amazing and genuine. I want to get those kind of people out there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So did you do music and I'm sure you did, but I just want to clarify that before you became a Christian at age 30 and how is it different now making music, uh, if that is the case, after you came to Christ? I imagine it's a whole different experience. It is. It is. I started recording at like around age 16. Okay. And I started doing rap hooks. Um, I was around um, a lot of gangs and um, just the whole rap scene, drugs yeah. and alcohol and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, I just mainly did R&B and rap. Um and then I started writing some of my own songs around 17 years old, and I recorded my first song, a secular song. Um, but it never really went anywhere. I had stage fright. And so I actually did some hooks some, for some really well-known rappers. And when it came time to go out on the stage or on tour, I would back out um, and the couple times I did go on stage, I would sit in the bathroom just throwing up the whole time. Mm. So, you know, I just kind of backed off and did just studio work and, you know, kind of focused on that. Um, but then after I got saved, about six months of the people at my church trying to get me onto the worship team, I finally agreed, but I wouldn't take a mic. So the first two months I sang with them, I didn't have a mic. <laughs> I was in the back row. Like, it was a pretty big group. And yeah. I didn't know Christian music when I got saved. Like, I, I never read the Bible. I didn't know anything. And so I was like, man, I don't know your songs. <laughs> but um, after about three months, I got used to it. I started to learn the words. And and then something happened. Um, I don't know. I was, like, praying and fasting and just really seeking God because I never knew God. And I was just amazed that there was one and amazed at his love and amazed just how it felt to be wanted um because i was rejected pretty much my whole life and so i was in awe and so my first year of salvation was pretty much just the pursuit of jesus and at one point man i just encountered him so deeply and i was talking to him about the music and he was speaking to me more about my identity and the gift that he put inside of me to worship him and even corporately with other people and and he says you know i put that gift in you for my glory he said, I, I put that in you because that's what I wanted you to have. It's what pleases me. And he was like, so when you go out to do anything in my name, I am with you. I am inside of you and I cover you. He goes, so you don't have to be nervous because you're not going out for you. You're not going out in yourself. You're going out because I've called you out. And I, I can't even explain it. explain it. It was like intense. And so that next Sunday, like I had a mic and it was 
it was completely different. It was like I was a different person. I just went out there and I was covered with the Jesus, like a cloak. And from then on, I never had stage fright, like ever. I was just like, I'm out here because Jesus wants me to be out here. So <laughs> I didn't have anything to be nervous about. And you probably realized while you're out there that what is so true, he's always got your back. Yeah. He's the one person that everybody can rely on and he's always going to be there. Yeah. Yeah, that's why it's important to do what you're called to do. And when you're just in alignment with that, everything just flows so beautifully. But I want to point out that even when you miss the mark and you're growing and you kind of mess up, he still has your back. That's right. Because <laughs> like I was a learning journey. Music is what defined me, what made me, what it, it built me to who I am in ministry is music. Because I started out just leading worship at all these different churches and encountering all these different things and the supernatural and the prophetic. And then they would ask me to give a word. And I'm like, you want me to what? And then the first time they asked me to preach because I was leading worship somewhere, I was like, really? So anyways, it just all led up into other things. So for me, music is kind of a door to for me to evolve into who I'm called to be, which is much more than a worship leader, you know, as a preacher and my apostolic calling and things like that. So, Amen. Yeah. <laughs> Noah here on Across the County, and we're with Becca V, recording artist, uh, fashion designer, and radio host now. You can hear her <laughs> show, Unshaken, 8 to 8.30 p.m. I highly recommend it every Saturday here on K-Praise. Uh, this might seem kind of a, a, a simple question, but I think there's a lot to it. What are your ultimate goals about reaching those that might not otherwise know Christ as they listen to your music? What do you hope to accomplish through them listening to your songs? Well, my goal with the music is that there are many different types of people, and I believe that God loves all people, and He will uniquely reach each person the way that they can be reached. And He knows them. I mean, He knows the hairs on their head. He knows everything about them. He knows what will reach them. And I believe music... um, it's a big tool for the kingdom of God. And so, you know, I grew up a little bit rough here and there. And um, even when I came into the church, I just uh, felt uncomfortable. Um, so I think it's important to have different styles of music to reach the different types of people. So I have like hard, heavy metal, um, which is um, a very powerful tool being used right now. I have worship. I have more of the blues rock, you know, all within the Christian realm. But it like the hard rock band that I had on my show a couple weeks ago, Bread for War, they can get into some secular um, events that a worship team couldn't. And um, they have reached some really hardcore young people and they are winning souls by the hundreds. It's awesome. Yeah. And, I, and, and that's not an environment I could go in and probably be fruitful because they came out of that. They came out of that. They understand. They have compassion. They were there. They're real. So there's no fakeness about it. I think God can use anyone he wants to to reach anybody. But when he can use someone that has been there and Mm. can understand, I think it's more powerful because the person is looking at him like, okay, this isn't fake. This isn't religion. This isn't anything weird. It's just a genuine person that has been where I am. They're now not, and they want to bring me to that place. Mm. And so 
That's yeah, music's yeah, powerful. Yeah, there's a couple of bands that I follow, and I they wouldn't even call themselves Christian rock, but most of their songs, I would say about eighty five to ninety percent of their songs, you sit back and you listen to them, and you come away with a spiritual understanding that God is using them, and it's really powerful because people will go and see their shows and not even realize that that's what they're being used for, and then suddenly they might have a desire to get to know God better. Exactly, because that music is anointed. They are called by God, and whenever God is in it, it's going to have the fruit that God intended. So he's already prepared that person's heart to listen to that song and to receive the words in it and just to feel his spirit on it. His love is flowing through it, and so... You know, they're going to they're going to know the Lord. (laughs) Amen. So tell us about being a minister and more specifically your band. The what's the name of of your group and what's the what's the importance behind that? I people often pick their group names and it usually means something pretty special and pretty. There's a deeper meaning behind it. Uh, Well, we've had a band 10 years. And when we started out, we were the band predestined. Um, And then just Growing as a Christian, falling, getting back up, you know, after a couple years, I think uh, the original band members um, quit and then I got other people and there was just a rotation of, of musicians. And so then I just was going out just by my name. So I didn't really have a band name. Okay. And then, um, and then when we got a really solid group and they were with me for years, uh, we ended up naming the band Rich in Faith from James. Okay. Uh, two five. Um, just that God will take. You know, someone considered to be the lowest of the low and uh, use him mightily for the kingdom. Um, So, yeah. And then um, now that I'm relocated, I don't really um, they're all back in Kansas City where I just moved from. So we don't I don't really go by the band Rich in Faith right now. Not that that's totally scrap, but it's not something I'm doing. Um, Although a lot of the members will fly to whatever state I'm leading worship at or the band's playing. So we're still kind of together. You know, but we just have more in the solo phase at the moment. Yeah, kind of. You know, but my heart is to build a band here in San Diego. I'm well before the virus hit. Um, I I was helping to lead worship at six different churches. So God, good, really opened the door for that. Um, so I'm looking to build a solid team here in San Diego. If anyone listening is interested, <laughs> so I'm not really necessarily rich in faith right now, but I'm not saying that won't be again one day. <laughs> sure. And people can go to kprz.com. There's a link to your YouTube and your Facebook there. They yeah. can contact you through there if they're interested for that or if they just want to check out your stuff. Yeah. My YouTube's just Becca V's Mix and my Facebook's that as well. Becca okay. V's Mix and... Um, so my solo albums are also on Spotify and like iTunes and Google and all that. It's just Becca V right now, though. And it, it, what does being a minister mean to you? I, there's usually a different answer when you ask somebody. Uh, what is, 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 is it your calling for what reason? Well, being a minister to me is not defined by really a title or anything like that. I think it's just being a walking representation of the word manifest. So it's, you know, whatever, whenever an opportunity arises to preach the gospel, lay hands on the sick, you know, do what you're called to do. You know, as far as the music as a minister, uh, it's more so, more so like a door to, um, for preaching opportunities for me to, I'm very prophetic. So I'll just flow in the prophetic. I train worship teams too. So I have some trips 
planned all over the world, which um, I'm believing God will still go forth. I know, like with the virus, a lot of my trips were canceled, but um, I know it will still go forth. So a minister to me um, is really just hearing God's voice and being obedient. Okay. And that and that could be a wide range. Sure. You know, it could be in the prophetic. It could be apostleship. It could just be walking down the street and seeing someone hurting and having like maybe a a word from the Lord for them to bring them freedom. And it's about and, life circumstance. Just yeah. 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 So to, you also, uh, I asked you off the air. You're working on a <laughs> on a new project. Yes. Don't know when it's coming out, but it's an '80s project. <laughs> and being a child of the '80s, I'm very yes. very excited about this. Tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, I'm super excited. I've always loved the music from when like I was like little 80s. I was born in 79, so it was kind of late 80s, early 90s. Um, yeah, we know you like Cindy Lauper. Come on. <laughs> I do. So lyrically, I can't say now that I am a believer that I am in agreement with those types of lyrics. You know, when I when I decided, hey, I love 80s music and I, I want to do some of that. I want to record some 80s songs. I was like, that would be so cool. And like I started listening to the music I used to listen to when I was younger and I was like oh <laughs> well okay I don't think I would ever write something like that um, well, because out, it's just sinful <laughs> we'll bring out the neon for the video I'm, sure. I'm so excited <laughs> what does music mean to you overall as just as a whole hmm Jeez. overall I would say it is a tool for the kingdom and uh, a way to love the Father. You know, he created worship and we were created to worship him. So it's just a way for us to pour out um, our love like a sweet aroma to his throne. I'll tell you what's interesting. Uh, I'm a big fan of instrumental music. I always have been, whether it's classical or um, something that's more on, along the lines of dance music with no lyrics. lyrics. <laughs> and I often take usually that opportunity and do a lot of praying yeah and sometimes even kind of make up my own words to the supposed song awesome so (laughs) so it's interesting it even has that effect on me and it's not even in the christian realm awesome yeah that's kind of how the prophetic worship goes you just start worshiping and praying and the words just come it's awesome we have becca a common interest found that out off the air that (laughs) you Love fashion, and not I only, do. and not and <laughs> bless you for that. But besides that, you actually have a fashion line of your own. So you're a designer. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Tell us a little little bit about it, and you know what inspires you, and why you do it. Okay, so my line it's validity by Becca V, and how it started is my band got booked to play at New York Fashion Week. That's pretty big. <laughs> yeah, so we went out there to play and. You know, it got me to remember that about 10 years ago, or maybe a little, yeah, around 10 years ago, um, I wanted to do a fashion line, but my house burnt down. Oh, no. And I had built up about like $10,000 worth of stuff. I mean, I had a thrift store at the time that was also kind of like a Christian pantry that people could come and get stuff they needed. Okay. And I was a garage sale fanatic. So I just started buying all kinds of material and buttons and zippers. And I was like, I'm going to do a clothing line one day. And then when my house burnt down, it literally, everything was gone. It it disintegrated my house. And so I was like, I just kind of moved my focus to other things for obvious reasons. And forgot about the fashion to be honest it was just kind of on the back burner I didn't even really think about it 
And um, but then when my band played in New York ten years later, or maybe about eight years later, um, you know, I was just like, oh my, I wanted to do this. I was like, I love fashion, and the lady was like, really, you should, you should do it. And I'm like, man, I don't know. And she was like, if you do it, you can come back out next year, and I'll put you in my show. And I was like, okay, God, these are open doors. That doesn't happen, you know? And I was like, okay, God, like, I just, I don't know. I just felt like it was him. And I was like, okay. So I went home and I was just like thinking about it, praying about it. And I was like, okay. The next show, it wasn't a year. It was six months. So New York Fashion Week is twice a year. Yeah. So um, the next time was about six months later. And I thought, okay, God, I'm, I'm going to give it a go. And, um, and I, I just, as a single mom, I've always just kind of struggled financially. And so putting a clothing line together was quite challenging financially for me. I was I trying imagine. to get creative and stuff. Well, then I had a um, thing where I invited people who wanted to be a model. And I was like, come out and try out. Like, I'm going to make clothes. Do you want to model for me and stuff? And like, I had such a huge crowd. Like all these people came, all, all my friends from over the years and they were like, we want to support what you're doing. And so I don't know. They just like tried out and I was like, cool. Well, it was three weeks before New York fashion week and I didn't have any clothes met, made. <laughs> and so I was like almost not giving up, but going to wait till the next year. But one of my models was like, no, she was like, God has pressed it upon my heart to help you. And so Long story short, we found this school, and so I took the classes, but instead of me learning how to sew, the owner of the school sewed my pieces. Wow. <laughs> and one week prior to New York, I had eight pieces, which was all that I needed for my first show, <laughs> and I didn't have the money to go to New York, and I had, I paint, I'm a professional painter, and... um one of the contractors rented me the car to go and all of our the models like stuffed in this little like car it was ridiculous and we drove to new york and i launched my line in new york fashion week and it went awesome and you know so since then i just been working on more pieces but the main thing i i do want to make sure that i say this the reason that all of the models really supported me not because they were only my friend but because like people harm themselves by cutting and they commit suicide, um, men and women. And, um, it's because of this false idea that our society has portrayed about what is beautiful. Mm. And as a, when I was at the fashion show and just being around it, um, you know, and watching it kind of throughout the years, man, it's heart wrenching to think that someone would hurt themselves because they don't look like the magazine. And so I thought, okay, if I do this fashion line, I want to have a message. And the word says, if you commit your works to the Lord, he will establish them. And I said, God, I'm not going to do a clothing line because I want to be rich or, you know, not even just because I'm passionate about fashion, but I want to tell women and men that they are beautifully and wonderfully made. And it doesn't matter what you look like. You're amazing to God. And so all of my models are all different ages, sizes, looks. Like, I even got made fun of at one of the fashion shows. Did I, you really? Yeah. A lady said, well, you need to get real models. And I said, these are real models. These are real women. And they are beautiful. And that is what represents my company. It's, it's, hor- <laughs> it's, it's horrible that there's a narrative out there in the, in the mainstream media and just society in general that says, okay, men, you have to look this way. And women, yeah. you have to look this way. Yeah. And if you don't, 
you're an outcast. Yeah, yeah. And I have that message. And so at every fashion show, like after your models walk, um, you get to go out on the runway and just kind of wave or whatever. And sometimes they'll let you give a message. And so I always give a message that God created everyone beautiful. And so we have started a campaign on Bonfire. And you can find that. It's bonfire.com. And then Validity by Becca V. It's called Stay. So we are launching that. And it's just it's to get the word out that you don't have to commit suicide or cut yourself because of the way that you look. And also the clothing that I make, a lot of it's stretchy material and any size person can wear it, like all sizes. And I'm trying to make it to where it's not going to make you uncomfortable. It's going to make you feel classy and, and beautiful no matter what body type you look like. That's awesome. And yeah. that's also something that's not portrayed out there. It's not. You don't have to lose weight to look good in my clothes, okay? Nice. <laughs> I'm going to design it so it'll it'll just um, accentuate your love handles. <laughs> <laughs> you look good, honey. <laughs> that is awesome. So go check that out at Bonfire. One thing I want to end with, we got three minutes left here, Becca. I talked too much, sorry. You're, you're on the right show. <laughs> awesome. Before we finish, uh, there's lots of negativity out there with protesting and some people are doing it right so i'm not trying to take away from that and what what they believe uh but lots of negativity with protesting and the riots that are violent Mm -hmm. and people also choosing that and i've had even friends tell me you have to choose a side with what is going on Mm -hmm. and if you don't if you don't choose a side you're picking the opposite side and and for me that it, it not angers me it saddens me yeah because if everybody came to the table to talk about it and to Mm -hmm. use peace and love and the teachings of what jesus has taught i i think religious or not it would be a much different situation i agree um yeah and my take on that and for everyone listening is just to love yeah um don't choose a narrative don't choose a side just choose christ and be filled with his spirit and everyone you come into contact with just love them and even if they disagree love them and some of their beliefs might be right, some may be wrong, but that could be the blindness of the enemy. And as children of God, we are to love and just be, you know, God's, we're his hands and feet. And so that's, that's what right. I would encourage you to do. Just love. And, you know, and if you have a place in the political realm, love, you know, and do what you're convicted right. to do. Um, right. But me personally, I went to my first protest. It was before the riots. Um, it was actually about the lockdown in San Diego and, um, I went to pray and people were really thankful that I was there. One of the greatest things that I saw, I was watching the news incessantly, probably too much, uh, on one of the first nights of the riots. And after most of the looting had happened at this Vons up the street from my house, Mm. a priest literally just walked up, got on his knees right in front. I saw that right in front of the market and just prayed his heart out. Yeah. Amazing. We're going back tonight. A Good. big group of us, um, I couldn't make it last night because I couldn't find a sitter, but um, you know, groups of us, we're just going and we're praying because the answer is Jesus. That's right. We, we are all his. We all came from him. You know, it's just, um, like you said, coming together and being unified as one people. And so the answer is God. And uh, so we just go and pray and love on people. And people are very thankful because you know what? The reality, no matter what, if you do take sides, what side you're on or no matter what your opinions are, people are hurting. That's right. And um, God is a healer. And so the answer is Christ no matter what. And so we just go out 
and, and pray and love on the hurting people to bring peace. My one of my great Christian mentors always told me, "Don't be you know right. Don't be conservative. Don't be liberal. Don't be left." I do lean conservative, but the message is um, be top center, which is take it from God's perspective. That's exactly right. Which is about as unbiased as you could get. That's exactly right. And we have to keep in mind that he's coming back and that his will is that not one shall perish. And so even with everything going on, we have to remember that God's going after souls and we can be utilized by him to reach those souls. Amen, Becca. Let's end it with your show. Uh, About 60 seconds. Tell us what people can get if they listen to Unshaken, which is every (laughs) Saturday again from 8 to 8.30. Yes. They can check it out at kprz.com. But what do you have to say about the experience they're going to have? So each show, I have a musical artist and they're underground. Uh, They're amazing. All different kinds. So I interview them and then I play one song. And then I have a second guest, just someone making an impact on the, their community and the world, a positive impact, just, you know, I, and it's a wide range. I've had an advertising company that they're doing free advertisements for businesses during this um, pandemic. So I thought that was incredible. And then, um, you know, and I've had pastors with a prophetic word for the region and just, just people that are making a positive impact. And so you'll just hear that. And then I'm working on the news part. I do want to kind of give a positive news story each show. So that's something that will come and I'm working on that, but I love that aspect of it because no matter what news network you watch, for the most part, it's just the way it is and it's sad. And I I know there are uh, PBS tries to be a little less than that, but don't get get me started. There's not a lot of positive news out there when you're watching cable news or satellite news. Like the guy that's going around hugging everyone at the riots. He's hugging the police. He's awesome. That guy is the most awesome guy ever. Actually, I'm waiting to hear back. I'm trying to get him on this show. That would be amazing. The Free Hug Project. If you've you've never heard of the guy, check it out. His name is Ken. The last name escapes me. I have to to look at it again. But he is the most awesome guy. and He's been going up to the cops, giving them hugs, and telling the people why they just need to try and come to an understanding with mm-hmm. with the law enforcement instead of causing the violence. And yesterday he drove all the way to a city he does not live in and was helping painting a wall because the graffiti wasn't just like... It, it was a mix of cursing and different things and the community just didn't want to look at that. And so they went and they're painting the wall and he's there volunteering and talking to the people. And that's he's, what he's awesome. That's what it's all about. It is coming together as a community. That's one thing I've noticed through all this. Like there's a lot of evil going on, but there's a lot of community going along, it, it going on, and it's beautiful. Yeah, I'm going to give a shout out to my friend Amanda. She made it a, a point to go with one of her uh, coworkers, and she went the very next day after a lot of the looting take, pl- took place in La Mesa, mm-hmm. and they just went and they passed things out to people, and they awesome. tried tried to just help however they could, and that's what it's all about. It is. It's amazing. God yeah. will get the glory. People are good. In the end, the glory is all his, whether you want to give it to him or not. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. People are good. There's good in the world. Well, thanks for coming on, Becca. And we'll listen to your show. I'll listen to your show. And uh, best of luck to you. Thank you for having me on. And blessings on uh, any of the the future opportunities you have with your band. And I can't wait wait to hear more. Thank you so much. I will send it to you as soon as it's done. Thanks. Noah here on Across the County. Stay tuned. Go check her out. Becca V. And she's host of Unshaken. KPRZ.com, 8 to 830 every Saturday.